everybody, and welcome to this episode of Mythological. I'm sorry if it sounds a little off. I have a bit of a stuffy nose. I'm sorry I didn't post Wednesday. I was sick Wednesday and Thursday, and I still am a little sniffly today. So I will be doing a double episode today. We will have an Egyptian mythology episode coming out right after this one. And you won't even know that they came out at different times, because they'll both be out by the time you're listening to them. So yeah. This is clearly the one on H.P. Lovecraft, and today we are reading Azathoth, so I really hope you enjoy this reading. Remember, they do go in order. The next one we will be reading is a longer one, so it'll probably be broken up into two parts. It's The Nameless City by H.P. Lovecraft, so yeah. Hope you enjoy it. Azathoth by H.P. Lovecraft. When age fell upon the world, and wonder went out of the minds of men, when gray cities reared to smoky skies, tall towers grim and ugly, in whose shadow none might dream of the sun or of spring's flowering meads, when learning stripped the earth of her mantle of beauty, and poets sang no more of twisted phantoms, seen with bleared and inward-looking eyes, when these things had come to pass, and childish hopes had gone forever. There was a man who traveled out of life on a quest into spaces whither the world's dreams had fled. Of the name and abode of this man little is written, for they were of the waking world only. Yet it is said that both were obscure. It is enough to say that he dwelt in a city of high walls where sterile twilight reigned, and he toiled all day among shadow and turmoil, coming home at evening to a room whose one window opened not to open fields and groves, but on to a dim court where other windows stared in full despair. From that casement one might see only walls and windows, except sometimes when one leaned so far out and peered out the small stars that passed, and because mere walls and windows must soon drive a man to madness who dreams and reads much, the dweller in that room used night after night to lean out and peer aloft to glimpse some fragment of things beyond the waking world and the tall cities. After years he began to call the slow-sailing stars by name, and to follow them in fancy when they gilded regretfully out of sight, till at length his vision opened to many secret vistas, whose existence no common eye suspected, and one night a mighty gulf was bridged, and the dream-haunted skies swelled down to the lonely watcher's window to merge with the close air of his room and to make him a part of their fabulous wonder. There came to that room wild streams of violet, midnight glittering with dust of gold, vortices of dust and fire, swirling out of ultimate spaces and heavy perfumes from beyond the worlds. Opiate oceans poured there, litten by suns that the eye may never behold, and having in their whirlpool strange dolphins and sea nymphs of unrememberable depths, noiseless infinity eddied around the dreamer and wafted him away without touching the body that leaned stiffly from the lonely window and for days not counted in men's calendars the tides of far spheres that bore him gently to join the course of other cycles that tenderly lifted him sleeping on a green sunrise shore a green shore fragrant with lotus blossoms and stared by red camelots